For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Folks, welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. For a number of reasons, I think our conversation today with a very, very special guest will probably be very compelling to, to many of you. My special guest, Thomas Hurd, I'm going to call you Tommy. Tommy, uh, Tommy Hurd is the founder and the CEO of uh, what I believe, and not only me, clearly uh, a number of folks in the marketing space have corroborated tier one advertising uh, certainly would be considered an industry leader in the digital marketing space so just a word or two about tommy a prolific prolific writer uh, as a columnist for forbes entrepreneur magazine maxim etc now you folks as in the listener by now probably know me well enough to know that i've spent a good part of my life in the academic world so here's the uniqueness of tier one uh, and of Tommy. I believe that we, we've spoken a lot about the fact that we're in a world of form and it's refreshing to meet a person who is substance over form, especially uh, in the marketing space. It's that component together with the fact that I believe what, what Tommy Heard and uh, tier one advertising have done is that they have created a science, if you will, um, in the world of marketing, which is quite unique in, in as much as it's something that is quantifiable, uh, benchmarks. And I think that anyone who's seen the fallout from the pandemic would agree that the, uh, the world is moving into digital. And this is, in my opinion, digital on steroids. The next level where people can really get a sense um, of how they're doing, and instead of doing the proverbial spray and pray approach, I think this is very, very much um, a rifle shot approach. So, Tommy, welcome to the Anthony Gordon Show. And I guess the first question I'm keen on, no doubt our listeners are as well, is if you could just give us a little bit of your background and sort of the genesis of uh, how Tier 1 advertising started. Hey, Anthony. Hey, listeners. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, my background, uh, was as a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I emerged into the entrepreneurial space actually after, uh, my ice hockey career was, uh, cut short prematurely, uh, unfortunately by concussions, uh, went to Deerfield Academy, then went to Bowdoin, uh, played up through halfway of my sophomore year, uh, when I unfortunately, uh, incurred my last concussion. Um, didn't much care for it, but I got discovered randomly, uh, to be a fashion model, did some Ralph Lauren, uh, rugby and Ralph Lauren, uh, other Ralph Lauren campaigns and ended up realizing that, um, there was actually uh, a pathway out 
that I could build for myself kind of as a stepping stone outside of just modeling. And I started booking uh, some of the girls that I would model with uh, who are quite famous to do runway shows in Boston on the weekends uh, at hotels and nightclubs. Uh, And I started throwing fashion shows when I was like 20, 21 years old, 22 years old in Boston. Um, And then when I went to Paris, uh, my... Uh, my senior, uh, senior fall winter semester, um, I got approached by, uh, by some potential, at least, you know, putative, uh, investor types about launching my own modeling agency, uh, at the time and being so green, innocent, naive (laughs) as I was, um, I ended up, um, I ended up writing a business plan. Uh, that, you know, I spent two, three hours on every night, uh, for, you know, three to four months, an 85 page business plan that I learned how to do myself. And I ended up launching a modeling agency, uh, a year and a half, two years later called frame model management on the basis of that business plan. Um, needless to say, I got screwed over and dicked around by a lot, by those, uh, putative, you know, ostensible investors as well as by a lot of others. Uh, but I kept at it. Because uh, I so much, you know, saw myself as, you know, this young 23, 24 year old owner of a modeling agency. I don't know if I was the best modeling agency owner, and the business was just as much of a failure as it was a success. It lasted three years, but it was a great learning experience. And on the basis of what I was good at, uh, which was uh, raising capital, I got hired by or commissioned by uh, Les Editions Jalou, which is a French media publishing group to effectively spearhead uh, trying to launch their magazine, L'Officiel, United States. Um, And I helped uh, author uh, a couple versions of their initial business plans. I introduced them to uh, what then ended up being their main investor, which was uh, Gem Investments and Christopher Brown, Anthony Romano. Uh, They pledged $3 million into the project, awarded me 5% warrant, of equity into the uh, company. Um, but again, even in that situation, I got dogged out of uh, or cheated out of a lot of the compensation uh, that I was initially due. Um, I don't know, L'Officiel USA still exists today. Um, Bonda Del Rey did the first cover. And like I said, I technically have a 5% uh, warrant for uh, my equity into that company. But um, given the fact that um, given the fact that I was cheated out of a lot of the compensation that I was due for that deal, I and given the fact also that I couldn't just rely on uh, making commissions off of fundraisers every three, four years whenever I lo- wrote a business plan, I decided that I really had to take matters into my own hands around 2014 um, and launch my own business. And so I wrote a business plan at that time to launch my current company, T1 Advertising, uh, raised like <laughs> a very scant, very small amount of money, then bought out the initial investors. Um, and I launched uh, what now is one of the fastest growing digital marketing agencies in the world. However, um, it's gone through a lot of different evolutions. Um, and uh, the initial business model that I launched it with, which which revolved around influencer celebrity marketing is a far cry from what it is today. So let me, so any, any one of our 
listeners would probably be, and this is typically very typical of what happens, would probably look at tier one advertising, they'd see your name, they'll start Googling, and they'd see under a number of publications uh, the kind of description such as fastest growing digital marketing agency uh, in the United States in a number of credible sources. What's, what's the reason in your opinion as to why you've had exponential success? And the corollary of the question is, without obviously saying any, anything negative about other agencies, is what's your main differentiator between you folks and, and you know, the plethora of other uh, marketing agencies that are out there? Thanks, Anthony. Uh, there's a lot of clear separation. Uh, so much so that I think we're, we've developed and we run an entire new generation of marketing. Um, the first layer of separation is the fact that, to my knowledge, and I say that modestly, uh, we've been the first agency uh, that I'm aware of uh, to develop concrete breakthrough scientific solutions for every single key performance metric that a brand or an entrepreneur could want. So we've been the first agency ever uh, to be able to uh, scale brands by up to a quarter million on-target real followers per month, as we've done for a lot of our fast fashion partners. We've been the first agency ever to develop data mapping consumer acquisition solutions. For instance, if I, you know, I like vintage uh, luxury watches, and if I was selling vintage luxury watches, or if I have a business that was selling vintage Audemars Piguets or vintage Rolexes or vintage Patek Philippe's or Richard Mills, I our team could help them ascertain the most 10,000 frequent searchers in the world by IP address for vintage Patek Philippe's or vintage Rolexes as backed by empirical data. Um, from there, we could uh, connect them uh, or work back to the, uh, the uh, 10,000 Google device IDs, which uh, correspond to those uh, 10,000 uh, IP addresses. And from Google device IDs, we could work further back to email addresses because all email addresses are attached to the device or all device IDs are attached to an email address. Net net, we lay on the seller, the purveyor of vintage Rolexes, vintage Patek Philippe's uh, at the bottom of the sales funnel with 10,000 of the most frequent searchers as backed by empirical data between Google, Yahoo, and Bing search engines for precisely what they sell. That establishes product market fit, exponentially increases conversion rate, and enables them to save a lot of time and probably hundreds of thousands of dollars prospecting on audiences that aren't as uh, that aren't as ripe or aren't as uh, predisposed to buy the product. That's just a couple of the things. So I, I, I'm trying to get... It's obviously very fascinating, and, and it clearly there's a an academic and a scientific you know sort of component to this, which is uh, a clear differential. But what would you say is the secret sauce that you folks have developed that is really so innovative that it, that is the real differentiator? In other words, are some of those strategies and methodologies? methodologies that you guys have pioneered or you've just you, you know you've just taken it to a different level well as i was saying earlier uh these solutions for you know certain what we call key performance metrics or areas of digital marketing benchmarks are is just the first layer of separation between us and other agencies um and there's you know two real two real layers right so the last part of the first layer is that on the basis of those developments, on the basis of those breakthroughs, uh, I was awarded uh, 
a litany, uh, a plethora of columns across top publications, whether it's Forbes, Maxim, Entrepreneur, Yahoo News, uh, everything from LA Confidential, Flaunt, uh, V Magazine, uh, et cetera, et cetera, where uh, I can now write on behalf of salient examples that you know really demonstrate in the field disruption, really demonstrate in the field um, you know, off the curve, off the, off the bell curve, blue, you know, what we call blue ocean marketing, uh, things that people are not doing. Um, and as a result of that, uh, there's very few people, if anybody that can control the American media, uh, in the way that I can now. So, uh, as far as, uh, individualistic, uh, you know, objectives in digital marketing, um, We've developed solutions where they didn't exist previously at the scale uh, that separates us. And as a result of being able to dictate those on those performance channels or those work streams, uh, we back that up by being the only agency in the world, to my knowledge, that uh, refunds their clients pro rata for any shortcoming. So let's say you sign up for 100,000 articles, or excuse me, not 100,000 articles, 100,000 followers, and you sign up for uh, 10,000, you know, customers that have searched for, you know, vintage luxury watches, and we only deliver you half of that. Then you get half of the money back. So that's the first area. That's just the first layer of separation. The second layer, and more important layer of separation, is that we've taken these various work streams, and we have brought them together holistically, and culminated them into a formulaic. Uh, proven sound science. Uh, in other words, we've developed a plan or a process that we call the industry leader uh, campaign or industry leader milestone plan that brands and entrepreneurs can follow sustainably time after time, agnostic and irrespective of industry, to be able to sustainably scale at the fastest and most predictable growth curve in digital, something which never existed before. So we boiled down the science or excuse me the process of growing a brand or a company in digital for the first time ever to a hard science that follows a specific recipe that can be repeated and applied across industry so here is i think the billion dollar question and frankly i believe was the catalyst tommy how how uh, you and i started speaking and that is i'm somebody who watches trends, uh, demographic sociological trends uh, based on the clientele that we represent based on the interaction I have with, uh, with many folks. Would you, would you say that the science, the methodology that uh, the tier one advertising has perfected can act somewhat as a bellwether and a, uh, a way to Get, get a sense of what's going on in terms of trends. Because if that's the case, um, and you and I have discussed this, the, you know, the increase in, in, in teenage suicides, the increase in folks that are struggling with um, addiction to prescription drugs, this, these kinds of things that are happening, it would be fascinating to see how a company like yours, a methodology that you've developed is able to measure that and, 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 and be, if you are, um, is there, a, is there a way to try and see whether various solutions would be effective or not? 
And, and if so, I, I think that it's bigger than, than just marketing. I mean, it becomes a way of, uh, you know, you guys in some ways being able to prognosticate, you know, what, 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 what's, uh, what's going on in the world. So one of the things that I particularly love about our work is that I meet such a wide breadth of clients and of brand partners that we work with. And what our job really is, um, is to take a localized contrived phenomenon, which is marketing a brand and hit a critical mass with uh, the degree of propagation of that localized phenomenon so that it takes a life of its own, slips into you know what we call the slipstream of pop culture uh, and becomes an organically growing uh, trend or movement uh, with its own virality coefficient irrespective of any marketing efforts. So we know perhaps better than uh, just about any agency to my knowledge uh, or any other thought leaders to my knowledge what the exact process and mechanics necessary to create that groundswell of a movement. So um, if we're doing it for solutions like we do for breast cancer awareness or breast cancer functional recovery, for instance, with our brand partner, Pink Lotus, or if we're doing it for you know, raising awareness as to uh, how uh, oil tankers right now across the world are harboring and storing you know, oil uh, in order to prevent oil surpluses and oil overflows causing extreme environmental damage in the world because of the lack of demand for oil. There's a, there's a lot of uh, projects that we run concurrently and that we preside over that are about building awareness and about creating virality for solutions for people uh, across a multitude of different avenues. So yes, that's a big part of what we do. It's not just marketing consumer products. A lot of our clients, you know, want to come up with gold standard solutions that everybody's aware of to solve for breast cancer, to solve for drug abuse, to solve for, you know, uh, violence in families, domestic violence, uh, environmental crises. We do a lot of work for the city of Copenhagen, for Bella Kavarta in particular, which is the model green zoning, uh, sustainable planning uh, part of Copenhagen, where they have effectively replaced most oil and diesel power with wind turbine power. And what's really interesting about that particular example is that they're creating a paradigm that the rest of the world can look to as far as to say, okay, Here's how we begin to tackle uh, the problems associated with climate change while also being able to accommodate a growing population. So to be able to take on projects of that magnitude is uh, really valuable for me. So we've got a, one of our listeners driving down the 405 right now and thinking, you know, I just had an exit sitting on a, on a chunk of change. Um, this guy sounds like a smart guy, sounds like he's doing good things. And I, I always try and put myself in the mind's eye of the listener. And here's the questions I think that he or she would, uh, would want to ask you, Tommy. And that is, what trends are you seeing out there that you're concerned about? What, what, what's out there that keeps you up at night um, as things that obviously could be deleterious to society? And if you can get a sense of you know, what's happening, is there a way to sort of again, reverse engineer and, and think of the solutions before these things become sort of pandemic levels? Um, 
the stuff that actually troubles me is not the black and white, so obvious stuff that, you know, is, there's already narratives about. Obviously, there's already narratives about, you know, the opioid epidemic. Uh, there's narratives, you know, about uh, Trump. <laughs> there's narratives about uh, uh, George Floyd. Uh, I don't, you know, I, and I'm happy to see, uh, you know, people respond, especially today, so vigorously, uh, you know, according to, you know, to their beliefs. And I 100% support that. Um, one kind of very troubling phenomenon uh, that I've recognized for a long time, and I think it's only escalating and only perpetuating right now, uh, is this phenomenon of people trying to tear each other down, especially on social media, for um, representing uh, their particular individuality. For instance, right now, during the George Floyd uh, protests, friends of mine uh, have been uh, castigated and have been chewed out and have been uh, put down and have been criticized quite sharply just for posting images of their life or for posting images of what they love. And there's this idea out there for, and this is just, this is kind of representative of a much larger problem that if people are not doing what everybody else is doing in a specific moment, that they're in somehow that they're somehow less than, or they're somehow contrary to, or they're somehow getting in the way of. Uh, there's you know a very very. I don't see a lot of people doing themselves honor. I don't see a lot of people. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are doing things to please other people, um, and I don't see a lot of people uh, really standing up for uh, for what makes them happy about who they are. Um, they're being deferential, in other words, to uh, to what other people think of them. Um, and the problem with that is that it dilutes and it lessens individuality, and it also makes the, it makes the world a less interesting place, and it makes people be able to provide less uh, to others. Uh, and most people are caught, kind of in a reality that's dictated by what other people think. So there's a, you know, a great adage and just, you know, it's just really common sense. If you're on an airplane and the plane's going down, what do they tell you? To put your oxygen mask on first. You can't honor other people. You can't fill other people up with light. You can't uh, really, you know, provide and be your best self if you don't first oxygenate yourself. Very, very, uh, I think very, Profound and to the point, and I always um, try and be a respectful of people's times, um, and I try also to end, sort of wrap up every show with the following couple of questions, and it'll be interesting based on what you've said, Tommy, to get your thoughts. If money wasn't an option, if someone gave you a billion dollars and said, Tommy, you you have developed a very unique science and methodology of evaluating trends and and you know helping different products or different people to be able to position in a certain way. How would you deploy a limitless amount of capital uh, so that you can take your God-given talents to make the world a better place? I think that um, my system, uh, which is about 
uh, effectively building brands or entrepreneurs into industry leaders and then leveraging that industry leader status into the highest and most predictable uh, sustainable growth curve or return on investment multiplier. Um, while it's great, I think it only pertains to a limited amount of businesses in the world that can be able to afford to do a program like that because it requires a lot of moving parts and it requires a lot of validation and it requires um, enough momentum right, to get the, uh, to get the train moving. Um, that's not where I believe my full potential lies. Uh, I have an idea for my next business called Influence Engines, which is about equipping small businesses around the world um, with a very simple recipe, a very simple formula for how to identify, for how to engage, and then how to leverage micro-influencers in their community, just not in exchange for cash, but in exchange for product barters, in order to make these businesses, which are going defunct and going out of business every day, uh, relevant across modern forms of communication to local constituents and local consumers. And as a result of being relevant to local consumers, help them regain market share. And as a result of regaining market share, help them regain longevity. Uh, and that's a business model that's also agnostic that can be applied unilaterally uh, across pretty much every industry and pretty much across every city in the world. Um, and that's what I'd like to do. Uh, as the next you know, step of the arc of my evolution. So again, just being uh, respectful of time, let me say this to wrap up, Tommy. We try and have guests uh, that we think are thought leaders that are going to be you know, part of the solution and not part of the problem. I have no doubt, based on the unique methodology and science that you've developed and what you've done so far, that in the months and years ahead, that uh, many of our listeners and folks are going to hear a lot more about, from Tommy Hurd and from not only T1 Advertising, uh, but, but the future. And I think just on a, on, a, on a personal level in terms of what resonates with me, the show, and our listeners, is it's comforting to know that someone like yourself who is in a, a powerful position in terms of molding people's minds, um, positioning, positioning people and, and products, uh, that you're someone who you know, sincerely cares that you're someone who's driven by, uh, you know, more than uh, more than the mere buck, but uh, care about um, people's well-being, mental health, physical health, um, and and you know, making sure that we have a wholesome generation. Um, I would definitely tell our listeners to take a peek at uh, t1advertising.com. Uh, you'll get a sense of what I think is bleeding edge in the space, Tommy. An honor and a pleasure. And to our listeners, we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful weekend. Tommy, thanks for being on the Anthony Gordon Show. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.